Zaira, did your husband convince you that if you're on top, you'd get a girl? (laughs) (laughs) Probably lazy. lazy. That's brilliant. Zara, if you want a girl, if you want a girl, get on top. مرحبا أنا كارين أبو جودة أنا سارة رسلان وأنا ميس عمران Welcome to الأمومة Real talk guys We'll be taking you through all the stages of pregnancy and motherhood and diving into the stuff no one talks about From fears and anxieties, sex drive to social stigmas We will be sharing our personal experiences with you and of course welcome various special guests to share their journeys and learnings too And most importantly, hear from you, mamas. This is your podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram where we'll be taking all your awesome questions. Don't shy away, mamas, or even papas. All sorts of questions are welcome. Just remember, folks, we are not medical professionals. We are mamas sharing our experiences with you. All thoughts and opinions expressed are our own. Welcome to our first episode. Hi, I'm Karen Abujaudi, originally Lebanese and a proud mom to a lovely 10-month-old baby girl. I spent my adult years researching and reading everything I could get my hands on when it came to child development. After some time, I decided to finally pursue my passion, and now I am an almost graduate from a master's in early childhood and family development, so I may geek out and throw in some nerdy facts throughout. Wana Sara Raslan, originally Syrian, mother of one baby girl. My background is in international development with a special interest in improving access to education for children in conflict-affected countries across the Middle East. I'm also surrounded by medical practitioners, including an Obzengaini father, so we'll share medical insight where possible. Ana Mays Imran, Jordanian-Canadian, but the real Palestinian Falaha. Full-time working mama-to-be to a baby boy, inshallah, in an IT software company and loving it. A long-distance runner and a certified yoga instructor where I'm still teaching and practicing throughout my pregnancy. And in today's episode, we're going to be focusing on conception. We'd like to discuss some common questions in the conception journey and take you through a few subjects that come up during this stage of the process. But remember, please contact your doctor or medical advisor for any concerns you may have. So conception, the process. Guys, do you have any recommendations, tools, advice, sex positions? Before we started this podcast, I thought... I'm going to really enjoy talking about conception. <laughs> it's quite sexy. But uh, yeah, the process of conception, especially when you are officially trying and had that very intense conversation with your partner, if you're ever ready to have children, uh, it wasn't as fun anymore. My husband was timing me and my <laughs> eggs. <laughs> But before he even timed me, the first thing me and my husband Mazen did before we started the whole process, uh, was not to uh, get down on it. It was more of, hey, honey, do you want to go get your sperm count done? <laughs> and I almost regret asking him to do that because he went ahead and did his sperm count, came back, and I'm not even joking, girls, for a good week, he gloated on his results. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't hear the end of it. 
but definitely he did his uh, sperm count, which was one of the first steps we took. And I myself went to my uh, gyno, my OBGYN, and we did the whole cervical test. We did a pap smear. We did some blood test just to understand how things are going on down there, how the lady is feeling. And, uh, you know, when you get those results, it's definitely the first step I feel that needs to be taken before going into the whole sexy time, conception time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But did you girls take those similar steps or do you have, I mean, did you just say, hey, let's just go ahead and try and then do the gyno as a next step? Or was that the first step you took? Um, For me and my husband, when we agreed to start trying, the first thing that we did um, was go to the doctor and check that he was okay and that I was okay. We got the green light and we just started you know, enjoying each other. <laughs> and we just started c- trying to conceive and um, we used several tools, you know, we used the ovulation sticks, which I found very Oh, useful. Karen, I thought you were going to get kinky on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Yeah. For the first one, might be too soon. <laughs> yeah, of course. We used a couple of tools. That should have, <laughs> maybe not the right word. We used several things to help <laughs> still not better <laughs> i was gonna say instruments but that's no. that's my code word for something super kinky uh but no i think he used a few medical assistant tools can we say that <laughs> i guess so. medical tools yeah so i mean basically the ovulation sticks and um counting the fertility the most fertile days you know the days that we're ovulating i know sada you had a slightly different process Right. Yeah. Well, slightly different. Not totally. We did jump straight in to the bedroom. (laughs) Got super excited. Um, And then after, I think, a month, I it was just one month, actually, I got my period the next month and I was like, "Uh oh, what if something's wrong? Right. Um, So I immediately sent my husband off to go get his sperm checked. I didn't get myself checked because I assumed that. Whatever. I'm definitely fertile, which is kind of not nice of me. I should have gotten myself checked as well. Um, But uh, alhamdulillah, he came back. All of his soldiers were in check. Um, Did he gloat about it as well, Sarah? He was so happy. Oh, my goodness. My husband was happy too. Do you think it's just a guy thing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every man is happy when their swimmers are uh, champions. I mean, did you guys come home and were like, my eggs are amazing. (laughs) No, we're just like, no, that's right. It's like, hey, okay, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Let's get this going. Um, Yeah, so, well, I didn't get tested actually because my period was very regular. Um, I knew exactly when my ovulation period was starting and when it would end, etc. I do want to say that my husband and I are trying again. <gasps> oh yeah. my God. This is <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. So news. We, we've started trying um, and I'm still breastfeeding um, from with Aya from the first baby. And so um, it's been it's been slightly different the second time around just because my body has slightly changed. My cycle has slightly changed. Um, and we've only just started, um, I think I missed the, the window, um, just because I have no idea what's going on with my body at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. so I might need to go to a gyno just to get things checked out. Something I think, um, would be really, I mean, obviously going to the gyno is a great first step. Um, but when we were trying, I was using the ovulation sticks and I would, 
use one in the morning and then in the evening I'd get a different result. Right. Mm. And, you know, your body changes so quickly and sometimes you don't catch that moment. So it's not just every day do it or at a specific time of day. Spread them out. Be Mm. more, um, I guess, diverse with your timings because you roughly you're the most fertile you know you're ovulating um usually between day 12 and 14 before your next cycle right right? so it it sometimes isn't exactly at the same time so using those ovulation sticks and timing it right counting your days is really really helpful especially second time around when you've got a new set of hormones that are changing things um so those are i think some tools that are good first places to start. And sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we worry that, oh my God, we're not pregnant as soon as we start trying. Yeah. But my gynecologist told me, don't come back until you've been trying for eight months. At least, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of times we get ahead of ourselves and we're so worried that we're not pregnant as fast as we are. But the conception process isn't, you know, like, Click your fingers and you're pregnant. Sometimes it takes a bit of time and that's okay. Yeah. No, and I'm so happy that you shared this new Sada. It's so wonderful. And since we're on the topic of uh, ovulation sticks um, and different medical tools, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually did use my uh, ovulation sticks at least twice a day, one in the morning and one in the evening. And um, Aside from my ovulation sticks, I woke up almost every morning to a thermometer in my mouth from Mazen. Um, <laughs> so, because you uh, can check your fertility that way as well, right? Yeah. So when your temperature is a bit higher, so that's when you know you're actually a little bit more fertile. Mm. So no, definitely. Definitely, Karen, that's a very good point to, to highlight. And maybe Sada, also give it a shot if you're going to be using the ovulation sticks. Yeah. If you are counting your days, I would personally recommend a app so I have a couple of apps that I've been using to before I even started to try and get pregnant or conceive it was um to track my period days just the normal days right Mm. uh to know when you can go to the beach uh (laughs) (laughs) my 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 I had a couple of apps that we one was called flow and one was called pregnancy plus Mm -hmm. so obviously flow was when I wasn't trying to conceive and pregnancy plus was something that just helped me track the weeks of my baby uh, but flow definitely helped me keep track of the of the days in my in my in my ovulation window. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. But sometimes um, people aren't as ready to conceive, but they want to have kids in the future. So we have a friend who asked us an amazing question. Lemma asked us, you know, she wants to have a baby, but she's not quite ready yet, and she wanted um, maybe a suggestion for what some women can do in this situation and one solution is to freeze your eggs right and that is something that is being discussed more openly and it is a solution and it is an option that does exist for someone who is not just ready to start taking ovulation sticks (laughs) and getting her temperature checked um, but wants it in the long run Um, do you guys have any thoughts on freezing eggs or egg freezing in general um, I think it's it's amazing that we're very blessed, every one of us, um, to be living in a time when where uh, medicine and technology has reached the stage that it has where this is an option for women, especially now that we've got 
more independent women, more empowered women that have got their careers going on, um, we're traveling the world, um, finding a partner. Um, and so, yeah, egg freezing is a, is a great, um, it's a great thing. And I feel like it gives women peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a brilliant way to look at it. I have a couple of friends who also wanted to, um, actually did freeze their eggs. One was even just in her mid twenties. Um, and the other one was in her late thirties and they simply, it's the same. They just haven't found the right partner or um, the one in in the late thirties is actually married, Mm -hmm. but she just doesn't feel like this is something she wants now. She just has a lot going on. And as you say, Sarah, I'm so happy in Akhiran, 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 women can talk about this and actually do this and not it being taboo. And mm-hmm. I think it should be discussed even more. Yeah. It shouldn't be something you hide. It shouldn't be something you keep as, as a secret or even shameful about. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And the process of science and medicine coming in hand to hand to support women that, as you're saying, maybe not ready or maybe haven't found the right partner or for whatever reason there is, it's, it's brilliant because yeah. every woman, if she wants this experience, deserves this beautiful experience. Absolutely. Especially since women, we always have this like biological clock ticking. Right. And in our part of the world, we also have society kind of putting additional pressure <sighs> with that biological clock ticking. And so, yeah, egg freezing is kind of like almost giving women that, that, that sigh of relief of like, you know what, I can defer this decision without, without uh, repercussions. So if you are someone who's trying to conceive, which is now Sarah, and well, I'm pregnant, so we can tell you a little thing here and there about what we did and what we are doing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it sounded silly. <laughs> You're talking about sex position, right? I am. <laughs> Did you ever get that? Lay on your back, you will definitely have a boy. <laughs> I did, actually. I had to be on top to get a girl. Were you on top? Because we both have girls. I actually don't even remember. <laughs> we tried everything. We were like, bra, 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 bra. <laughs> it's just like a machine i don't know i don't even know which one worked but there are so many myths out there um (laughs) there are quite a few myths and our husbands don't mind their myths (laughs) sada did your husband convince you that if you're on top you'd get a girl (laughs) (laughs) probably lazy lazy. If you want a girl, get on top. <laughs> oh, that's oh good. Or, you know. But did you guys, did you believe in any? I mean, obviously, Tara did. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, so Tara definitely was convinced because a friend of his who has like five kids. I don't know who has that many kids in our generation, but he has five kids. <laughs> um, and he said that before every single child, when they decided that they wanted another child and they tried to conceive they would change their position and every single child came out exactly the gender that they wanted. You're joking. I swear. So thought it came home super excited. Um, He's like, honey, you're having a girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, aside from the midwife's tales, um, old wives' tales. Wow. Midwife. I'm thinking about my midwife as we speak. I am almost week 30 and um, I'm really excited. So So you can tell it's on my mind. 
there are a few things that were recommended by my um, gynecologist and midwife to avoid or maybe cut off uh, and also start on. So when I decided, my husband and I decided to conceive, we we started, our gyno gave us folic acid and vitamin D uh, and uh, also gave us a whole list of foods and different things and activities in life to maybe cut out or to avoid. Did you girls get the same? I didn't get that directly from my midwife or my doctor, but I was I was reading a lot on how to adjust the lifestyle and the diet to sort of not just help along with the process of conceiving, but to create a healthy environment for the fetus to grow. Um, I was a smoker, so the first thing I had to cut was smoking. Um, And after reading, because it was really hard for me, actually. (laughs) Um, One of the things that I read that smoking actually accelerates the aging process of the ovarian follicles. Oh, my God. What does that even mean? So this actually can lead to early menopause. (gasps) So smoking in general um, was like, what am I doing? But that's also for men, right? Absolutely. Yes. It 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 should be men should also avoid it because it compromises the structure and the function of the sperm. But they have it a bit easier because their sperm regenerates every several months. I think every three months. Wait, men have it easier? I, I don't I believe say. it. I know, right? <laughs> Another they, thing they have easier. Exactly. God, first they're on their back, then they don't have to push out. Of it. <laughs> then they can reproduce sperm every three months. God, guys. <laughs> Did you have a hard time cutting anything out, Sada, or anything specific you're, you thought you needed to cut out? I know your dad's a gynecologist. I'm sure he was... He thought us like about everything that you did. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He just told me to get on the folic acid and to not go into a sauna, steam room, or jacuzzi because I would cook <laughs> the the feet, the the embryo. <laughs> um, did you guys find it hard to cut out coffee? I'm not a coffee. I'm not. Yeah. I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee all. drinker either. But I could imagine that'd be very difficult for someone who. Who needs caffeine? I was a coffee drinker and a smoker. God, I'm the only one with bad habits. Oh here, no, I guys. was super bummed to have to cut out uh, um, sushi. Yeah, that's when you're properly pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did oh, yeah, you do so. it before you got pregnant? <laughs> Someone lied to you, honey. <laughs> Your husband just wanted a cheap date. <laughs> but sorry, I just wanted to go back on conceiving and. I mean, some people might think it's a myth, but there is research, um, increasing amounts of research uh, looking into the different um, male and female uh, gynetes or sperm. Um, And the male sperm um, are said to be uh, faster, smaller, and live shorter amount of time um, in the the uterus. Um, So once they're ejected... Uh, the male sperm live for a shorter amount of time, but they are faster. And the female carrying sperm are slower, larger, but live longer. They could live up to four days in the in the in the woman. Oh, Who so- run the world? <laughs> <laughs> and so, what a gynecologist, what one gynecologist that I saw here recommended, if we wanted to have a boy, to actually not try having sex 
until the day of ovulation. Oh, wow. Until, yeah, not before, because if you have sex before, then the females are hanging out and they're going to be the first ones to get to the egg because they're already up there chilling. And the male sperm, yeah. That's so interesting. Mm. Yeah. I never so, knew that before. So that's a theory backed by some research. I don't know, um, you know, how people, you know, people can take it. That's, why don't you let us know as soon as you conceive? You Should wanna, we test it wanna, out? Do you yeah, want a boy? Absolutely. Thought it wants to try for a boy just to change things up. Okay. So I now feel like it's a risk because be then you you have to like wait until the actual moment. That 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 moment that you're actually ovulating. Yeah. You have to time it very precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. Well, yeah. if you do end up trying it, let us know if this works and I we'll will. talk about it on the podcast. And then maybe we're going to bring in that gynecologist <laughs> to specially discuss it because that is quite cool. Yeah. That male and female sperm have different mobility and motility and lifespan. And lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Of course, without being said, obviously cutting out alcohol um, and definitely... And this one was actually a little bit challenging for me because I love my vigorous exercising, but extreme exercise. Did did anyone, did any of you ladies get the whole, you know, don't don't go too hard on yourself in your exercise? Um, sometimes they said that extreme exercise can lead to severe weight loss or maybe even hormonal shifts. And that's something you need to be wary of. So I couldn't extremely exercise, nor could I be a couch potato, which is... Mazen's favorite thing to do. <laughs> so you have to you have to strike the right balance, right? Because you can't do extreme exercises because yep, it'll cause shifts in your hormones and possibly cause you to miss your period. So don't do something that you haven't done before. But you also don't want to do the opposite and not do anything because there is a vast amount of research out there that shows that women who engage in moderate exercise so that is when you're actually exercising, you can breathe and have a conversation. You're not out of breath mid-exercise. Right. Mm. So that's moderate exercise. Women who engage in moderate exercise are able to conceive a bit more quickly than those who don't exercise at all. Oof. Yeah, so it does, it. you know, it creates a healthy environment for that conception to occur. So does that mean we shouldn't do crank classes anymore? <laughs> or berries? Oh, I miss berries. I mean, if you've done those, if you're used to doing them often and they're in your routine, continue to do that. Don't change that. But if you've never, if you were, let's say, just exercising once a week, don't go to exercising five times a week. Yeah. Because right. that is a huge shift for your body. I mean, we already see that sometimes when we travel or when we don't eat well, our period is a bit different. Hmm. Have you guys ever had that? Yeah, that's yeah. true. So just yeah. simple things like that. And obviously, if we're going to go from, you know, 10% to 300%, your body is going to feel that and it's going to go against what you're trying to do. Right, right. And I think also another thing that correlates to exercise, moderate exercise, is the reduction of stress. And Absolutely. that's 100% something to, to consider when you're trying to conceive. Um, stress, obviously, stress does so much to your body on a daily basis, regardless if you're trying to conceive or not. Um, so definitely stress is something to, to focus on reducing and to controlling. So what are like a couple of things that some of our listeners could do to reduce stress? Because we do live in a very stimulating, you know, 
environment. environment. Yeah. We are constantly coming into contact with stress. Some people are better at dealing with it than others. So could you give us like two or three things that could help? Definitely. So of course, uh, bringing it back to what you said with moderate exercise, moderate exercise, definitely something that helps reduce stress alongside uh, yoga. So yoga doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on a mountain meditating with the sunrise or the sunset and just, you know, (laughs) connecting to your inner spirit animal to the absolute maximum. But you can have a nice stretch every once in a while to help, um, you know, the, the, the mobility, the flexibility, the enhancement of your body overall. And with that, it, it helps in, um, in regulating the, uh, the, the happy hormones. So a lot of the times when you perform yoga or different moderate exercises, you're releasing serotonin, oxytocin, different happy hormones to help reduce that stress. And another thing I would recommend is definitely meditation. So as I said, you don't have to be somewhere insane to meditate. You could be doing the dishes and meditating. You could be working on your laptop and focusing on something and meditating. But just try to find that time for yourself to calm the mind, calm the soul, and just connect with yourself and be present. All of these all of these things help reduce stress. And it's definitely worth a try, especially if you're trying to conceive. And even if you're not, who wants stress in their life, right? Absolutely. <laughs> one other thing related to stress or one other thing that I find comes with stress is bad eating habits. Right. So junk food is another thing that we could do and adjust in our lifestyle to help the conception process. Um, there's been some really good evidence out there that women with infertility-related issues or irregular periods have benefited from better diets and better food um, and just healthy fats and vegetables and plant-based proteins. So that is another thing that we could do to help the conception process and build that nice, healthy environment for a baby to grow. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think one last bit to to consider if um, maybe you and your partner's uh, foreplay game is not on fleek, (laughs) you might be using some lubrications. (laughs) But jokes aside, uh, you'd actually need to consider what kind of lube you're using if you do use lube because some is actually sperm-harming lube. Mm -hmm. I remember reading about this And I was so surprised that they would make lubricant that harms the sperm. Until you remembered your past life. (laughs) Until you remember exactly when you're like, but I actually didn't want to get pregnant once upon a time. So maybe this worked in my benefit. Yeah, Yeah, actually, it's very useful to remember this because uh, my husband wanted to pull out the lube the other week. Um, he wanted to pull out the cherry flavored lube and I was just like, uh-uh, I don't think that's going to help us. <laughs> so, just going to make me smell nice. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure that you actually check the lubricant that you're using isn't um, harming the sperm because sometimes it does mess with the pH balance. So look for something that mimics the body's pH balance and it's the body's natural lubricant. So that could be super helpful. So we've been talking a lot about conception, but who better to ask than an actual OBGYN? We were so lucky to steal a few minutes from our amazing Dr. Rehab Awad. So she's going to tell us a little bit about the conception process. 
Welcome, Dr. Rehab. We're so excited to have you on Al Umuma. So let's jump straight in. Can you talk to us a little bit about conception? What is going on? What advice would you give people trying to conceive from vitamins to nutrition to lifestyle? Okay. Um, first of all, the advice that we would give most women is ideally women should have their first baby before the age of 35. Or actually it used to be 32, but now we say 35 because we know women start late. Uh, so, because as we all know, fertility decreases with age. So the chance of getting pregnant in your twenties is much better than your thirties. And it goes down when you're in your forties. As for vitamins, the most important vitamin that needs to be taken for the, for two to three months prior to conceiving is folic acid or folate. And that's really the only essential vitamin. And it's mainly for the development of the baby's neurological uh, system rather than for the mom herself. As for nutrition, it's just to try and be as healthy as possible. Diabetic mothers should try and have their blood sugar controlled. Hypertensive mothers should have their blood pressure controlled. Um, if somebody is, if a lady is overweight, she should try and lose weight before she uh, embarks into a pregnancy. Um, a little bit of exercise is good to get into the habit of exercising because it would be um, good to exercise during pregnancy. Stop smoking, reduce or stop alcohol. And there are some medications that ideally should be stopped or at least decreased prior to pregnancy, uh, such as some of the antidepressants, um, certain migraine medication cannot be taken in pregnancy, um, some of the hypertensive medications. So there are, it's better to check if someone is on a regular medication to check with her obstetrician whether these medications are okay to take while she's trying to conceive and in the first three months of pregnancy. Some of the issues we face sometimes with women is, as I said, because of the mother's age, when a woman is above 35 or close to her 40s, sometimes there is a delay in getting pregnant or the chance of pregnancy decreases. And um, we try as much as we can to encourage women to actively try for pregnancy and, and actually take some action and not just leave it as, uh, as it comes if she is starting after the age of 35. Sorry, just a quick question. Why why is it that fertility or the chances of, of pregnancy decreases with age? What's actually going on in the, in the woman's body that decreases the chances? We are born with a certain number of eggs that we use up as we go along. We don't produce new eggs during our life. So if we have like menial eggs when we are a female baby inside her mother's um, uterus, we are born, for example, with 100,000 eggs. And as we get our periods, we lose one egg every month. So as we grow older, we have less eggs and therefore less chance of pregnancy or conceiving. Also, the quality of the eggs with age can reduce. And therefore, not all the eggs that are ovulate, that we ovulate um, later on in life are good enough to be fertilized. And that's why... As, as you always hear women saying, the biological clock ticks. Yes, it does, because we lose our ovarian reserve with age. And that's why the, the chance of pregnancy reduces or fertility reduces with age. What about, um, so we know age is, is one of the factors that impacts the ability to conceive. What are some of the common conception issues that you see in your profession? 
Okay. The the most common one nowadays is actually uh, time and the busy uh, work and life schedule that people have. I mean, couples want to get pregnant, and then when you go into uh, their um, daily program or the schedule, you find that um, she travels a lot, her husband travels a lot, they're never together at the right time of the cycle when she's ovulating or not frequently together at this particular time of the cycle. Um, she's stressed at work, he's stressed. So these factors, the stress and the travel and the busy work schedule can actually delay pregnancy. We know very well stress plays a factor in delaying pregnancy. We don't know how it works, but we know that some women and all couples try to get pregnant for so long. And then when they eventually decide to take a break, go on vacation, forget about pregnancy, they actually fall pregnant. Um, so in this day and age, stress is a big factor. Busy life schedule, lot of traveling, not being together at the right time of the month. Another thing is, is obesity and women being overweight. And obesity can sometimes also delay pregnancy. It can reduce fertility in women. Thank you so much, Dr. Rehab, for that insightful information. Honestly, from everything we've learned and we know and that we've heard from you, conception is such a fascinating subject. But here's a little teaser, everyone. This is not the only time you're going to be hearing from Dr. Rehab. We have a special episode with her talking all things pregnancy and diving into the science of pregnancy. So stay tuned in the next few episodes for Dr. Rehab. Tayyab, ya halween. Now that we are reaching the end of our episode, what tip or let's say advice you have for your fellow listeners, whether it's your mamas or babas? <laughs> um, my first piece of advice or the, the first thing that came to my mind is stress. When we want to conceive or in general, if, we're, if you're not looking to conceive, we really underestimate the impact stress has on the body. So just check where your mental health is and don't be afraid to reach out to a mental health professional or find something that helps you relieve that stress. It's not good for you or conception to hold it and bottle it in. Find a way to let it go. It no longer serves you. That's, That's beautiful. Really nice. Um, yeah, I guess just... Uh, Continuing on from what you said, Karen, the first thing that came to my mind was also kind of stress-related, um, that the process of conception, it's a really beautiful and exciting um, decision that you've made with your partner, if you're there. And not conceiving immediately can, can also contribute to increasing um, feelings of stress it could increase the cortisol levels, which um, is something that you don't really want to have elevated as you're trying to conceive. Um, so if you're feeling a bit afraid that something's not right or that, you know, why am I not conceiving and having some, some self-dot thoughts kind of crossing over or overcoming you, um, I would agree with Karen definitely you know, maybe do some of the meditation and yoga that um, Mace has suggested. But also maybe go see a doctor. You could also check your cortisol level. Sometimes it helps to just see the numbers on paper um, because that could be a good wake-up call to say, you know what, right. actually, I've been really hard on myself. I've been working hard. I've got these deadlines. I need to take a break. Sah, sah. La, 100%. 
يعني echoing what you both said I think my only advice or tip would be patience اصبري على حالك 100% لانه احنا when we when we lose that patience you start to do the worst thing you could possibly do in my opinion which is google everything <laughs> google every step google what's wrong google yeah. why you're not pregnant in the first minute you actually tried yeah. so i always tell the girls when in doubt do not google so take your time be patient with yourself be patient with your body it does miracles for you mm-hmm. and as the lady said always consult your obgyn midwife doctor to get always more insights more information to make sure that you're on the right track So this concludes our first episode. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and we can't wait for you to see what we've got in store for you over the next few weeks. We'll see you guys soon. And don't forget to check us out on our Instagram at Alumuma. Yeah, that's A-L-U-M-U-M-A. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.